Well, thank you for joining me as we continue our devotional series through Mark. And I'm following on directly from what I said on Sunday morning. So on Sunday, I spoke from uh, verses 14 and 15 of chapter one of Mark. And it was the first words of Jesus in the gospel of Mark. He says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. And then what it says here in Mark is that he goes on to call the first disciples. So we're going to read it together. It's only four verses long before I've got a few things, just just thoughts that I want to pull out of it. So first of all, so it says this, passing along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left the nets and they followed him. And going on a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and they followed him. So these verses uh, show us Jesus calling the first disciples to him. And there's some things, there's lots of different things we can pull out of this. Um, like, for example, the fact that actually um, when he calls uh, Simon and Andrew, they're casting their nets by the shore. And we see John and James in a boat. Were John and James richer than Simon and Andrew? Were they of a different social class? Were Simon and Andrew unable to afford a boat, for example? You know, we could say that actually, hey, Jesus calls us from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life. He calls us to follow him. That's one thing we could just pull out of this. Secondly, and perhaps even bigger than that, though, is the fact of why these fishermen drop everything that they have in order to follow Jesus. Because actually, when you read this from a with with a Western mindset or with a kind of contemporary mindset, you think this is ridiculous. These these men just drop their livelihoods in order to follow this man around. You know, if somebody came into my workplace today and said, "Come on, leave everything you have, come and follow me, and leave your family, leave your livelihood, follow me," I would think they were. I think they're out of their mind. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, we see this word here immediately. It comes up twice. Immediately, these disciples leave everything that they have in order to follow Jesus. Immediately. It's a word in Greek, which is euthaios. Um, and Mark uses it a lot throughout his gospel. It can also mean and suddenly or and then. Um, and it's a way of, uh, Mark, Mark uses this as a narrative technique, as a way of moving the story onto the next part. But here, actually, it demonstrates something else. Here it demonstrates that actually, without any kind of question, they drop everything that they have in order to follow Jesus. So the question is, why? Why do they do that? Why do they do that and not just kind of turn away and carry on as normal and, and, and chalk it off to this some crazy, crazy guy uh, speaking to them? Well, they do it because it's God speaking to them. And Jesus's words here have all the hallmark of God's voice speaking. You know, prophets in the Old Testament, they never actually called the people to follow them. You know, John the Baptist, who just came before Jesus, pointing the way to Jesus, never called people to follow him. He called people to follow God, to call people to repentance. But yet here, Jesus doesn't say follow God. Jesus says, follow me. Mark is pointing to the fact that Jesus is God. And just as God speaks at creation and as God speaks, there is new creation and new life happens. Here what we have is as Jesus speaks, there is a transformation that takes place in the lives of these men. They go from being fishers, fishermen to fishers of men. Jesus' uh, call to them and their subsequent following of him leads to a transformation in their identity. They're no longer fishermen, they are fishers of men. You know, when Jesus calls us out of darkness and he brings us into light, we have a new identity as the sons and daughters of the living God. We are called to something new. Paul writes in Corinthians that if, that if anyone is in Jesus, the, the old has gone, the new has come. 
We are new creations in Christ. And what, what we see here is, is this actually happening before our eyes as we read this narrative. As Jesus calls, a transformation takes place. But you know, the call of Jesus is also costly. We see this here really, really, really clearly. The call of Jesus is costly. It's costly in these disciples' lives. They leave everything they have in order to follow Jesus. You know, for you and I, actually, when we become Christians, the call is costly. You know, we, we, we need to leave sinful habits behind. We need to leave, maybe even we need to count the cost of following Jesus to the point where our friends are no longer our friends anymore. Because they, they won't accept the fact that we're following Jesus. The call of Jesus over our lives is costly. But yet every day as Christians, the call should be costly. And so my question to you today is, what are you laying down in order to follow Jesus? What are you handing over to his authority? What are you submitting to his authority in your life today that you could follow him more closely? Because for all of us, we're all called to follow. It's a challenging question, I know, and I hope it's one that you think about today and you pray about today. Jesus is calling us to be radical disciples after him, ones who are going to reach the world with the good news of Jesus, those who are going to be fisher, fishers of men and women. We're called to, we're called to actually go into all the world and proclaim the gospel, proclaim the kingdom is at hand. And to do that, there needs to be radical discipleship and radical following of Jesus. So anyway, there's my encouragement to you today. I do hope it's an encouragement. I trust you're having a good week and I look forward to seeing you again this coming Sunday.